Fellowship and Big Fans for Vaccine Information Coalition. You're listening to Progressive Radio Network, the most listened to commercial free and truth radio program in the world. My name is Renee and the title of our show is What in the Cell is Going On? We're on every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, which could be accessed live on prn.fm or later on the front page of our vacinfo.org website. We are so blessed again to have Miss Kate Shimarani. Hello, Derek, Miss Kate. <laughs> Hi, how are you? It's so good to be back. I am so excited. I just really thought we cut off last week, and I, I just thought we could keep going and going. Now you have so much wisdom. <laughs> Gosh, well, it's all happening in the in the UK here. It's, yes, uh, yes. Um, I kind of a mix between Stalin's Russia, communist China. And, uh, and Georgia was 1984. Oh, boy. That's crazy. I did invite our co-host, Dr. True Ott, because I know he and you are just going to love each other. Dr. True, are you on? I am here. Thanks for having me hey. on again. <laughs> Dr. True, meet Kate Shimarani. Hi, good Kate, evening, Dr. Pleasure. True. Nice to meet you. I've heard so much about you. Thank you, Kate. Uh, all good, I hope, as we say in the UK. <laughs> oh, it's always good. Always good. Golly, um, yeah. So the the first shots have been issued there uh, in this war. I mean, the first the deadly shots. What's going on uh, there in the UK as far as the, the vaccine uh, we rollout? Have, we have the Pfizer vaccine, which even though the phase three trials actually haven't been done and they're still being done. And there's been a Pfizer executive has come out and said, uh, former Pfizer scientist, I believe it was, that um, he even spoke out against this and said that their minimum uh, for the phase three was 26 months and they haven't done that. So we had some uh, rubbish propaganda on the news where they took a 90-year-old woman uh, who didn't look 90. I'd like to point out at this stage that I've been a, an aesthetics nurse practitioner for over a decade, and I very much can judge people's ages by their faces, their necks, their hands. If this woman was 90, I'll eat my hat. And the member of staff that was doing this vaccination, it was the oddest thing I've ever seen. I've done many um, injections, intramuscular, subcut, and the technique, I've never seen it done like that. And of course, if we're in a, a, a time of, of this deadly pandemic, then one would expect this nurse to be wearing gloves, to be following a certain protocol, but not because it would be body fluids, not at all. Um, and then I understand there was someone else called William Shakespeare as well, which is quite bizarre. Um, so they did actually talk about, uh, you know, doing this vaccine and this lady being 90. And then I, I understand it on CNN News. Uh, there was, a, uh, I think it was a doctorate, come out and said not to be alarmed should people in care homes begin to die after the vaccine. And that was just because they were going to die anyway. So one would have to question, this is our national health service. And they're already saying that it's struggling financially. It's a lot of it's been sold off. It's privatized, uh, blah, de blah. Then uh, not, um, you know, negating the importance of our elderly and in, in society. And that is the true judge of a civilized society taking care of our elderly, our young and our vulnerable. But why would one give a vaccine uh, to people that are going to die very soon anyway? It, it's kind of counterproductive. And also one would have to question whether they were indeed um, of a physical state, a well-being to actually have a vaccination. Uh, would we give it to people who were um, uh, physically vulnerable as well so it's quite it's quite bizarre and then we have all the propaganda as well we have uh, I personally don't have a TV license nor watch the idiots lantern I don't read the newspapers they're like comics they make the National Enquirer look <laughs> you know serious but they um, it's all constant propaganda um, I was interviewed by Sky News for two hours they put a 20 minute segment on but it was actually very good they said the only bit that I said was no vaccine is ever proven safe, no vaccine ever proven effective, no two vaccines tested for their efficacy. And um, of course, they put that on and then they put this whole news segment on about the anti-vaxxers and they had the prime minister saying we were all nutters, which is it's outrageous, really. But um, 
now we have all the nurses all saying they don't want to have it. They're very scared and they shouldn't be forced to have it. Well, if they shouldn't be forced, nor should the population, what makes them get the, the get out of jail free card? So this is all kind of going on. And then we have That's the right. BBC, the, the bullcrap channel, the BBC, <laughs> who has asked me uh, to be involved in a TV programme that's due to be aired in February to talk about uh, vaccinations, anti-vax, the dangers. It's a big TV programme, a big um, programme that's being done with lots of research. I did actually comment to the young woman that's making it, the reporter, and I said, why February? If you have the <laughs> vaccination, you might not be around <laughs> to see it aired. So this is all going on right now. And... Um, they're going down in, in, in you know, year, five year increments. So they're wanting to do, um, you know, 90 year olds, 80 year olds, 80 year olds, 75, 70, uh, those that are frontline workers yep. and those with um, comorbidities, the very people really that have already got an immune, uh, immunocompromised bodies. So should they be having anything? But it is a big propaganda push and i would be as bold as to state that their little plan is falling flat on its face because uh on youtube the, all the comments to the sky interview that i gave i'd say 99 percent of them were all we're not having the vaccine i'm not having the vaccine i don't trust the government so i don't think that the the people are as scared or as up for this vaccine as what the government is trying to push so of course they're they're now making it um, that you won't be able to go here, you won't be able to go to football, you won't be able to do this. So now they're relying on coercion. Exactly, exactly. Well, I, do wanna, I wanted to bring to the show today some, some uh, what, I, what I found out over the weekend, if that's okay, April, uh, because yes, it's please. really important, important information. This Dr. Dr. Lyons Weiler uh, uh, finally published his definitive study on vaccination uh, on the, in the children's uh, arena, uh, co a very comprehensive uh, report that the CDC refused to ever do in Atlanta. But this uh, this report, I sent it on to you, April. My goodness, this is golden. It's absolutely incredible. And Dr. Dr. Yeah, I actually Ryan, added it to my uh, research link. The actual study that he performed from Dr. Paul Thomas's uh, pediatric uh, office. Go ahead. Yeah. So uh, he's. He came out so strongly uh, uh, against this whole vaccine, specifically Pfizer, this Pfizer's uh, mm -hmm. mRNA-based. It has to be kept at, uh, at minus, what, minus 40 70. degrees? Minus 70. And explained what at all. It's, he, he said it's a pathogenic primer. There's no doubt about it. He says, mark, these, mark this down. The, all the research shows that 21% of the people taking this will die. It's simply oh, that, that, please, can that you, amazing. Please, can you send me that uh, study after the show? Please, could you email it to me? Yeah, yeah it's on our website. Yeah, and also and I have it on the website, Kate. Um, I just added it this morning after Dr. True sent me the actual study. It's on the research link. It's the very top thing on the research link, and it's titled Vaxxed Ver uh, versus Unvaxxed Study. And if you if you open up the PDF, it's the actual whole science document of what he discovered, uh, with graphs and everything. It's amazing. It's amazing. But also, somebody just emailed from the uh, Child Health Defense Group that a healthcare worker was getting the vaccination, the COVID vaccine, and the vaccine is a white fluid. It was literally dropping down her arm from the injection. A white fluid. Yes. That's what I wanted to talk you see, about. That, in that's depth. that's quite it? interesting because you got to wonder. It does it. I, I did a radio show with Carrie Madey, and, and Carrie's you know a good friend, and we were talking about this, Dr. Calvin, myself, Carrie, and Dr. Corbett, and this is you know when it's when it's frozen at at that level, mm. and a lot of the doctors in the UK they can't, they don't have the facilities to store this and to give it. And the amount of time that it has to be given in, and so um, once it changes into a gel-like state, you know what is is this? This has to be these hydrogel particles, whatever you want to call them. Mm -hmm. well, mm -hmm. what, True, what uh, were you going to say? Yeah, what Dr. Lyons uh, and and this uh, I interviewed this Dr. Igor Shepard, who just fired as uh, he was the health of, health of, health director, health safety director in Wyoming. 
he did a speech and he came out and says, beware, this, this vaccine is deadly. He was fired over it. Okay, but he's got the documents. I mean to tell you this. This is amazing. Here's 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 the basic. No, whether it's whether it's AstraZeneca or Pfizer or Johnson Johnson, it's all based on the same structure. Let me just explain real quickly what again the experts are telling me, and see if it doesn't make sense. Okay, first of all, there is like like most most typical vaccines, you have either an attenuated or a live virus or bacteria, as the case may be, for the body to pre the whole pr- premise is for the body to make antibodies against it that's the whole concept from from the days of edward jenner right uh what's what's markedly missing in this vaccine is no covid19 or what's called sars cov2 virus structures this is huge because they really you really can't uh, uh identify sars cov2 in any of the victims anyway the the whole pcr testing is just designed to test for what the body produces in the way of natural COVID-19 or coronavirus structures that are not that are a wide range of viruses. I've been saying this since since February. It's documented. That's the PCR test is designed not to be specific for a SARS-CoV-2. Now, what they're really injecting. Now, this is the key thing, and this is what's going to show up more and more in the UK, uh, Kate, you've got to understand it and keep an eye on this and keep us informed because you're the eyes and ears there in the UK. And listen, what it's designed to do is to uh, the messenger RNA, the mRNA vac- part of this, is designed to go into your genome and alter that section of the genome where you get, wherein you produce. Your body manufactures what's called exosomes. Exosomes and coronaviruses are one of the same thing. So what it does is it blocks your ability to make these viruses. Thus, you will pass a COVID-19 PCR test. Okay, this is where it's so, so backward. Now, the same exact mechanism that does that are what's called their, their uh, viral protein structures in the mRNA, the messenger RNA. It basically does the exact same thing that the human immunosuppressant virus or HIV does. Why is it called an immunosuppressant virus? See, HIV, man-made chimera virus, this is, a man, this is nothing natural about the HIV. Nothing natural about SARS-CoV-2, folks. It's all lab-created. It's designed to go in and attack your very genome that keeps you, keeps your immune system strong. The as, as I understand of- this, you know, from understanding everything I was taught in nursing school and biology, I threw out the window when I got cancer and I did the Gerson therapy. That was a big awakening for me. And just from understanding that, you know, that it, it invades the uh, cell, it hijacks the ribosome, it then, you know, the protein making machinery, it then um, makes new viral components to attack, to teach your body to attack the viruses. And like you're saying, my way of putting that together in my head is that viruses and exosomes are one and the same. So for them to do that will literally mean that you're going to attack your own exosomes or you're not going to make your own exosomes, which means the body has no way of doing its own cleanup when it's so toxic. And, you know, the exosomes come out of the cell. That's what people call viruses. Exactly. And so you you have no way of making uh, these exosomes come out, soak up the toxins, take it down to your immune cells. And that's where absolutely you can see that that first part of your immune system is just switched off. And that makes way for the second part, which is the cytokine storm. And you can just see this in unfolding. This is going to unfold in rapid time. And they're going to call it COVID-19. That's right. And then they're going so to really jack up the 5G, the 60 gigahertz. Yeah, and so well, people are going to start dropping dead like in Wuhan. And, of course, it's going to be blamed on the people not wearing masks, not getting the vaccines. It's all part of the Rockefeller Operation Lockstep on our front page. Well, um, that's but, his plan. That's exactly. Plan. exactly. That's, you know, we, we have God on our side here. This is true. This is true. <laughs> we do. True? So, yeah, I'm just going to say um, – uh, both Dr. Lyons, uh, Weiler, and, and Dr. Shepard, this is a time delay thing, okay? Very few people will get really ill initially, but look for it in about six months 
to 18 months is when it really starts to affect your immunosuppressant structures. And then people will start getting ill over, you know, getting pneumonias they never had before, basically dying from an advanced form of AIDS, where you just have no, no, no ability to fight any infection. And that's isn't it? Isn't it a two-part series? Don't they have to get a second shot? Actually, yeah, they do. More like they, four, they're saying that parts. here. You get the um, you get the second one, and um, I don't know how long just, after, but yeah, they're supposed to get a second shot. That that's really going to do the major damage. I, like I, I have to say, you know, there is that there is that kind of um, again. I'm this is my personal opinion. You know, when I started to research um, what happened with the the veterans, you know, the military, when they received the anthrax vaccine, which which had the squalene in it, and then they suffered from, um, mm -hmm. they not only suffered from intravascular coagulation, disseminated intravascular coagulation, heart attacks, pulmonary embolism, they also were getting this non-pathogenic uh, pneumonia. Lots of them were getting it and getting really, really sick. And this is in ch uh, chapter five of Carl Schwartz, the nanotech exec's book. Amazing chapter. We just had him on our radio show a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, <laughs> I know Carl, and uh, I know Carl, and uh, and of course, you know his son. His son suffered. So when I started looking at that, and I spoke to a uh, a guy um, from the medical side of the vets from this country, and you know, I was talking to Dr. Kevin Corbett about this, who was the he worked on the very first AIDS ward in the UK. And we know that AIDS, as you've said, you know, HIV was manufactured, but of course AIDS was leukocytopenia, which is just when you're so toxic, you can no longer fight anything. And this, they, they chose, I think it was 28 pre-existing, 28 or 29 pre-existing diseases and said that they were AIDS. And so these patients would come in and because they were HIV positive, they might just have like a cough, which we would, for us, we would just go, oh, it's a cough. But they didn't. They said, oh, you've got HIV, it's, it's AIDS. And they were giving them very high doses of IV septrin, which would then wipe out their bone marrow. And they literally went downhill quickly. Well, we were talking about all of this. And I said, you know, it's interesting that all the military are given so many vaccines so quickly yeah. and sent into environments, which, and I'm just going to say this, if, if it's offensive to people, then then I'm sorry, be offended, because this is oh. what I think. Um, you know, they were illegal wars, and our own men were sent over to be slaughtered, and a lot of two million innocent men, women, and children, non-combatants, were slaughtered on the orders of Tony Blair, and he should be held accountable for war crimes. Um, Tony Blair, who was our prime minister. So, But what you saw was all these vets getting all these vaccines when they were in the military, and... Many of them commit suicide now. And I, it's a huge amount in the U.S. I can't remember if it was 20-something a week or was it 20-something a day. It was a lot. Mm. And, and I said to Kevin, you know, one has to ask. Um, a lot of them saw things. A lot of them didn't even go to active service. They didn't even go to Iraq, but they suffered the same illnesses. And they tried to say it was the depleted uranium. But mm. they didn't even go there and they got sick. Mm. So, um, you know, you, you have to start asking. Is it like the universal soldier thing? Did they inject them all so that they would go and do something and then they would die shortly after? Or they would certainly get sick enough that that would be it. It's like wastage. Inject them to get rid of them. Because it kind of looks like that. It doesn't make sense. It can't be part of a eugenics program that you would do it to your military. So, um, you know, everything's kind of an inversion of the truth. And now everything I see going on, and of course, the whole lie that is allopathic medicine, because it is a lie. It's all a big, huge lie, right from, you know, we know that you don't catch a virus, but it was created in order for them to sell us, you need a vaccine. And then it's a lock and load. You're then immediately, you're injected with all of these things that are going to make you have autoimmune diseases, cancer, they're going to make you so sick that you're then going to need all of the other health care in the hospitals that they provide, and you're going to pay for it all the way along and die and pay for your disposal. And in the UK, I believe the NHS is the second biggest employer in the world because that's a big part of the economy. So it's all just going round and round and round. And I was, 
you know, I even I used to believe in organ donor. And I remember collecting a patient from the intensive care unit when I worked in theatres to go down for organ harvest. A woman in her early 40s who'd had a brain hemorrhage. And then when I found out that there's no such thing as brain dead, it's a complete lie. And, um, you know, people who they wanted to turn the ventilators off and organ harvest before that have grown up, had children, gone to college. Because, of course, it makes perfect sense. If you were brain dead, your heart wouldn't be beating. It's as simple as that. And the whole, the whole thing, the whole thing that is medicine is just one big lie. And I think, you know, we're on the cusp now of it's do or die. And if we get through all of this, I think this is an opportunity for everything to be thrown out and we restart. True. Yes, hello. <laughs> yeah. Can you hear me? I wish that's what the book said. <laughs> rip, it, rip it out and throw it out and start again. You know what? I live, honestly, I've got to the stage now where I think, let them be offended. If I think it's, I always say it's the last chapter of James. If you know it to be true and you don't say it, then it's a sin. That's <laughs> why so I'm saying it. That whole system, I worked in emergency care and trauma. Okay, we need that. But even some of that we don't need. We need that. Yeah. Obstetrics. When you have all the obstetrics there, what do they do? They just, most of the births even in America are from cesarean sections. Yeah. It's bad for the baby. It's bad for the mama. Our bodies are designed to have babies. I had my Absolutely. last one by myself. <laughs> Our breasts are designed to feed in my them. Bedroom. Yep. <laughs> so I, you know, and and to think that you you need a vaccine. I, I was in a supermarket tonight. Everybody waddling around, you know, big fat backsides, and they're buying all their garbage. And thankfully, they don't eat all the organic fruit and veg. There's always plenty of that for me. And they're walking around with these face rags on their, you know, catching all the bacteria, worrying about this boogeyman, yep. COVID nineteen, and yet they're fat and eating rubbish food I know. Uh, and it's and they think uh, they think an injection's gonna help them or a pill yeah. it's it's absolute it's almost my my people shall die through lack of knowledge lack of knowledge absolutely yeah we're work, we're walking through the book of revelation right now sweetheart unfortunately or fortunately however you look at it <laughs> i look at it well, well, I'm, kind of, you know, I, I'm kind of I, I i stand before god he decides exactly. whether i'm gonna i'm staying or going at this period yeah, and I'm going to be like everyone true. else in line. Yep. <laughs> what's that true? I was just going to ask if you've heard uh, what's going on in Australia. I have quite a, a large listening audience down there on my, my radio broadcast, and I've, I've got some strong feedback. The, the vaccinations there and their, and their test trials have been halted, I understand, because in coming and looking at their blood work, they're showing HIV-positive tests. Yeah, my family all live in Australia. My my parents, my sister. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what's happening. So they're asking me. Uh, this is they're saying it's a false positive. But I said not really because the same mechanisms that the proteins inherent in SARS-CoV-2, which are the basically activators in this vaccine, would give you the same symptoms as HIV and also the same mechanisms. So. Uh, Dr. Dr. Luke Montagnier, his Nobel Prize, I've, uh, I've, he's a colleague of mine. He actually uh, received the Nobel Prize by proving, and he's, you know, all, all the origins of, of HIV and where it came from. He he stunned the world really uh, this last summer by declaring that SARS-CoV-2, the man-made uh, chimera virus, is virtually identical to the HIV virus, and he says. He, he predicted that that when this starts really being put into people, because keep that this is really important. In six thousand cadavers uh, analyzed throughout the European Union, and this has been so so absolutely hidden from the media. Six thousand uh, cadavers looked at and searched on. There is no novel virus showing up. Lots of other regular coronaviruses, they said, but zero. SARS-CoV-2, no novel virus. So again, it, it doesn't, it doesn't exist, does it? D- Doctor no. Doctor Corbett said. He said it beautifully. He said it's like giving you 
here's a load of fish bones. That's your fish. And he said, you don't even know if there's any bones missing. That's your fish. That's it. And, uh, you know, he was he was he's involved in the having the Drosden paper retracted. And uh, it's it doesn't act the, the part of the sequence that was missing. They just pulled it off the Internet and slotted it in. So it's literally it's a computer virus. It's not even been proven. Yeah, exactly. To be and that goes back to my, my whole uh, uh, and I reviewed all of the CDC's. Uh, updated PCR. I mean, they, they're, they're, they want to make people and doctors and hospitals technicians believe that the PCR test is specific to SARS-CoV-2. But when you actually read their instruction sheet and follow through on their own postings on the website, it's clearly all generated by by a computer program driven by artificial intelligence. They make they have no they have zero what they call LOD limits of detection. There is zero yep. actual LOD of the virus. It's all computer driven. Every bit of it. It's just not. It's not science whatsoever. It's completely junk science, and they sure have people believing it. That's the amazing reality. They're not so, listening. So, so really, the if they're having us looking over here to the right, we're all looking, you know, at the great wizard of Oz, but none of us are looking behind the curtain. What's really going on? So, I, I love when they have a huge, big event happening over on the right-hand side. They're normally shafting you up the rear on the left-hand side. So there's something else, and it's kind of all coming out in the press now, uh, and we already know anyway. But, you know, we communism, they, they have members of the Communist Party and all of the big businesses in government everywhere, and it literally is. You know, our wonderful um, prime minister, who's now dead, Margaret Thatcher, said they were the first government who successfully pushed back socialism, the first cousin of communism. And uh, and that's what we see happening now. It's communism is literally being pushed in right before our eyes. Well, that's, uh, that's great that you should say that. Again, check out, I can send you the link if you give me your email address after the show. Well, but yeah, please do. Dr. Igor Shepard, his story's amazing. He's the fellow I was telling you about that just came forward, was fired from his position at the, in Wyoming. He came to this country from the Soviet Union in 1993, became a naturalized citizen. I talked to him on the phone this weekend, and I'm telling you, this guy knows the gulag Soviet model. I mean, he saw, he grew up in it, uh, you know, in, and as he came to America. And he also, uh, in, in his international studies, where he got his, his degrees in, this, in the Soviet, working, again, looking at the models of the Chinese concentration camps. What made my blood run cold is he said, this is absolutely a Trojan horse. This whole thing is designed, and he documented the gulags that are that are being set up for those in the West, and I'm, I'm sure it'll be set up in in your in the UK as well. Okay, that those got my name above the door. I'm sure. Yeah, they are <laughs> they are taking people and and labeling them what's called HR or high risk individuals. He said those high risk people will be marked with a green tag. And they will be monitored until the point where the high risk, and they say high risk because they are the ones openly, vocally opposing the vaccination campaign agenda. The high risk, he said, will be eventually put into these large internment camps. And he, he gave me the whole documents. I have the documentation of this. It, it, it made me, well, this is as real as it gets. Please send it to me, Kate Shemirani at gmail.com. Um, yeah, that would be great. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I myself, I was, I was picked up outside Westminster by a terrorism unit, and I was just there. To just, I was actually just on an interview, in my high heels, a dress, and I was. You can't be held for more than twenty four hours without charge unless it's a high up police officer extends it. They extended it. I was thirty two hours in there. My house was raided with an unsigned search warrant. I still don't have that laptop back, mm. and all because you know. <laughs> You tell the truth, but it, you can see, you can see exactly that, you know, this is happening and, you know, you'll, you'll go to bed one night, it'll all be dark. And then when you wake up, some of your neighbors will be missing. That's what yeah, used this to is happen. Exactly what and, you know, they're already, I, I have a patient who is a, a senior teacher and she kind of filters stuff to me. And she said, well, and I had, I'd already seen it from other teachers and I reported on it a while ago that in the, in the schools now, 
part of the curriculum is to teach the children that if any family member or friends are talking about conspiracy theories, that being that it's not in line with the government narrative, they can go to the police or they can go to their teacher. So they're already telling the children this, just like they did in Soviet Russia and Germany. You know, Hitler's youth, they used to like ham their parents in. But then she came to me a little while ago and she said to me, she'd just done a training day and all of the teachers were told that they must, um, they must tell the, the senior teacher, the principal, if any of their friends or family are conspiracy theorists, they must divulge this because it would be at risk. So they even, so this, is, this is exactly Soviet Russia. It's exactly yeah. Mao's China. Exactly what Igor it's was exactly, saying. Exactly, yeah, the Khmer Rouge. Yeah. The, it's, it's everything. It's all the same thing. The Nazis, the, it's the same thing. Yeah. What, uh, what, what you have to understand, too, is how this will be implemented. And, and like Igor told me, he's Dr. Shepard, he said, listen, this is, this, is, this is an absolute script that's been prepared for the last decade. He says, I've been monitoring it and watching it. Now I have to speak up or this country and, and the West is actually doomed. He said, what will happen is this. The, the first wave of vaccines, especially in America, are to target the teachers and the first responders. By, that's by design. Those will be the first ones getting ill, and that's what will cause chaos. Now, he says, and he says, this is because of the time release of this, and the, the, the actual press releases have already been prepared for six months down the road into next June, July. You'll be hearing that this third wave, they're calling it, will be even more deadly. There will be 21% of the people taking the vaccine dropping dead. And guess what? The rhetoric is it's mutated thanks to the people because of the people who refuse the vaccine. They're co totally going to blame it on those people that are anti-vax. Now, you already see this happening in the, in, with the measles monstrabilla crowd. Oh, my goodness, don't put my child at risk by not being, having your child vaccinated. That's, mixed, that's ridiculous because if the vaccine is so powerful to protect you, what does it matter if an unvaccinated exactly. kid is there? Right? <laughs> uh, but, but see, so it goes back to their whole rhetoric. And I, my, I'm telling you, I was stunned. I was stunned. I had, I had high-level meetings yesterday here in Utah getting some, some grassroots action because this is no longer a fence-sitting thing, uh, people listening to this. Uh, here in America, our, our listening audience, if you've always said, well, it can't be that bad, uh, think again, it's worse than what we've been telling you. The agenda is happening. If you think that it's bad now in things being shut out because people are wearing masks, wait till people really start dying by the tens of thousands, if not millions. And that's what's going to happen because of this vaccine agenda. And that's the first step. Now blame it all on those who, you know, we're not, we're not achieving herd immunity, they're going to tell us. We have to have 90, 95% vaccinated. If you refuse, then you need to be quarantined in one of our special camps. That's right. how they're going to sell it. And, I mean, it's, it makes all the sense in the world to me. Well, that's it's their really agenda. Done. That's their agenda, yes. Through history. Um, <laughs> the, We're still here. The, We're not going with that agenda. And the wild um, you know, card, I, I, the I wild try card. and always stay in the light of, it's like the, um, a, a gentleman said this to me in a political party, he's chair of the English Democrats. He said, when you look at the herd and the herd are being pursued, the herd will be running closely in one direction. And in a split second, they can change direction. And, um, you know, we, we have to really, really put our faith in mankind here that, they will say we're not going to do this, and that the you know the the cops are all first line first line response. You know when they start dying of it, um, people. Uh, it, you know in in the UK in the 1800s we had the smallpox, and they came out and they had this smallpox vaccine, and they first made it that you had to have um, all your children vaccinated. It was mandatory. Uh, three months and then they made it all children under 15 had to be vaccinated and they made it free so all the poor people could afford it uh, could, could have it sorry 
And then what happened was the children started to die after the vaccine. And they made it, if you, if you wouldn't have your child vaccinated, you could pay a hefty fine, which was apparently about half of the people's, the average man's salary, and or go to prison. And people did go to prison. And uh, then you had the, the birth of the first anti-vax movement in the UK. And because they didn't have cameras in those days, there are sketches. And the people, they didn't have Facebook. They didn't have mobiles. They didn't have anything like that. But they were out in their thousands on the streets. And the police were out with truncheons, battering them, just the same as what we see today. And it was that challenging that eventually it was no longer mandatory. And I think we, we have to... We have to stay in the light and say we're going we're gonna to stand together on this. People are dying. We're not going to do it. And, and I think we, we have to put our faith in one another. Um, good against evil, light against dark, God against Satan. I think we have to. We have to, um, you know, keep pushing forward, keep pushing forward. Because in any battle, I was reading The Art and War a long time ago, but any, any battle, not, not everybody knows all the plans in case you get caught and compromised and you never have one weapon of destruction in case it fails you'll have several i we you know yes i agree we are in the valley and it's the it's the 12th hour and and the batons are drawn and we're surrounded but that doesn't mean that the battle's over yes i think a lot of people are going to die and that is that is prophesized mm. uh, but i certainly i'm not going to die on my knees no, not at all I was also, we don't normally, normally watch the news, but my wife and I were just scanning channels, and there was there was this big, uh, oh, a major news release of of the Pfizer factory, all of these these vaccines being packed in their dry eyes, container loaded onto special refrigerated boxcars by United Press International UPS trucks. So these UPS trucks are all, are all pulling out of the main distribution center, going to all points across the country, all guarded by platoons of U.S. Marshals and military police heading out to all points. And here in Utah, we're expecting to get our first shipment, uh, golly, coming in tomorrow, actually coming from the central point, all uh, by armed military uh, processionals and guards. I don't know about you, uh, April and May, but I'm going to be there to pass out uh, protest, vaccinate, anti-vax. And maybe I'll be arrested. I don't know. But people have got to be awake. This is this is absolute it's, nonsense. You want to be it is. It's, for, it's, for, it's for, interesting, for, isn't it, that you need, if people cannot see that it's got to be guarded like that, almost like it's a weapon of mass destruction and you have all your guards around it, then, you know, <laughs> God help them, literally. God help them, literally. And for they, those... Talk about, talk about, Talk about propaganda, Katie. I mean, you. you I mean, my, I looked at my wife and my, even Joan, who's not really uh, that, you know, conspiracy theorist. Back, she looked and says, "Wow, what? This is all stage propaganda." Here's all of these people that they had masked up uh, with their mask, and they're sitting there literally crying and shouting, "Oh, salvation! We've been. We're going to get back to normal. This is salvation," and they're just and they're trumpeting it like. Wow, and 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 oh, can't wait! It, it's just—it's such a propaganda machine. Not one person coming on saying, "Beware of this." Not one broadcast of the scientific papers of Dr. Lyons and others. And uh, my goodness, where's the informed consent? It's all such political-driven uh, nonsense. Propaganda is the best way to describe it. It's but stunning. But this is this is the people who who don't know God, and they. You know, all of the other news channels, you know, BitChute, Brighteon, um, Brand YouTube, they're all, they're all, you know, they've got massive followers. They're printing it. Everyone knows. If you only watch the mainstream media and you only read the newspaper, it's a whack the dog scenario. Mm -hmm. You'll think that that's the truth. You know, and I, the more you go, you go down that rabbit hole and, you know, even looking at Spanish flu, we, I think we talked about this the last time I was on. They just bought radar in. All of the radar operators were getting sick because, you, you know, you change the frequency of the earth. It's not good for us. And then the people were coming out of war. They'd eaten lots of canned foods, which destroy the zinc. Our mast cells in our lungs need zinc. So you're, you're elderly and you're, you're very young uh, with developing 
immune systems are going to get sick if you're deficient in zinc. 2.7 billion people in the world are zinc deficient. And then you had the military were vaccinated, but then most of the people that, and then you had, of course, sorry, all the people that died of bacterial lung infections from wearing masks, but the majority of the deaths from Spanish flu occurred in the hospitals. And they were all given a new experimental drug and they were given 1,400 milligrams of this drug every hour for 12 hours. It was a drug that was owned by Bayer. It didn't have a license. And these patients in the hospitals all died of wet lungs and hemorrhaging. So they had fluid in the lungs and they were hemorrhaging. What was the drug that they were given? Huge doses, 1,400 milligrams every hour for 12 hours. Aspirin. What does aspirin do? Causes you to hemorrhage. I would absolutely go as far as to say, again, my opinion, I bet you all those people died from aspirin overdose. And was it uh, a mistake or was it just another big push at a cull of the population using the vaccine of that time, which was the aspirin drug? Yes, that's what I was going to say. IG Farben connects to that with the Rockefeller uh, cartel because they they funded IG Farben into doing all this, and that's the origins, really, the beginnings of what now becomes Pfizer and this mass vaccination campaign right now. You follow the trail back to IG Farben and really the Bush family, the uh, Prescott Bush before the father of George Herbert Walker Bush. All of this it really does start to to connect the dots. Now here, uh, I, I I have in my library this book by Dr. Patricia McBean. And I also have reprinted another book called The Horrors of Vaccination. Dr. McBean uh, and others, uh, her, her parents and others back in 1919 actually did the, the medical uh, sleuthing and presented this, the findings in a, in a compendium book to President Woodrow Wilson, an official ceremony in the Rose Garden in the year 1921. I have copies of all this, and they conclusively proved just exactly what you said, Kate. There was this... Um, Serum put out to, uh, and it was it was promoted as a typhus fever vaccine, promoted to protect the people from all the troops coming home from the trenches of World War One, the Great War. A typhus fever was such a terrible specter to protect the people in the big cities, especially of the, of of America, Canada, and London. This vaccine was massively injected, and Dr. McBean conclusively proves in the first wave of deaths were all those people that came sick with the, they had the typhus fever vaccine. And from there, it was the second wave was caused by mask wearing. Okay, so yeah, it's it's all there in the medical history and literature. And, and we have to gauge from that, we must, we must stay, pos- stay positive. You know, I was reading this, uh, it was actually a PhD article. It wasn't just somebody, you know, tree hugging with a feather in their hair. Um, And it was about measuring, you know, what we resonate at and all of the low emotions. And we know this. We know that when we when we're when we're anxious, when we're depressed, when we are um, resentful, when we're jealous, it does. It lowers our um, it pushes our thyroid down, raises our adrenals when it's like a seesaw when your thyroid's down, your adrenals are up and vice versa. So when you all this cortisol being released, when you're in any of those emotions, is your a fright and flight chemicals. And that causes all hardening, which is why dis-ease sets in. And so we know that all those emotions are what make you sick. And even the telomeres on the end of your DNA, there was a study done in the 60s. Every time a cell divides, the telomeres snap off. And that's really how you measure aging. And it was proven that the thing that affects these telomeres the most isn't you know, clean water, clean air, good food it's actually our emotions do we feel loved do we feel appreciated do we belong and so if if we are being kept with all this propaganda this wag the dog in the mainstream media and what we're seeing people wearing masks they're thinking our neighbors are going to kill us if they even look at us (laughs) then it's going to it's going to put us in that fright and flight mode and we're going to resonate to really low frequency whereas when we're joyful and we're hugging one another and we're among friends and family, and we're happy, we resonate at uh, over 200 hertz. So 
you know, it's it's all together. So we have to kind of stay in that where we just go, you know what? We're not doing any of what you're telling us to. We're not going to do it. We're not being part of it. Uh, and I would even, I've upset the Jewish community already. So, you know, hey-ho, I may as well upset them some more. Um, uh, you know, they were very offended. And they, there was about three articles in the Jewish Chronicle in the UK because I'd actually said, when are people going to wake up? When they're on the cattle trucks or when they're getting in the showers? Referring to the camps. Uh, and of course, we now, um, we, we our, our homes are now, you know, the, the cattle trucks. We don't really need to go anywhere. You know, telling people to stay in their houses but when when I even went there was a gentleman and he was a they said he was a holocaust denier and he went to prison and all he'd done was he'd done some maths and yes the Jewish people were persecuted and murdered but so were the gypsies and so were the elderly and the disabled they were you know even epileptics thousands of disabled children and young adults and adults were murdered by the nurses of the Third Reich and the entire gypsy community was obliterated. Russians, Polish, the blacks, the gays. It wasn't just the Jewish people. They don't own the Holocaust. And we've had Rwanda. We've had, um, we've had, you know, Iraq, Afghanistan. We've had former Yugoslavia. We've had all let's, of the, let's, the let's Muslim not wars. One that all over. Let me just jump in. Uh, so more than any, any all, of that, the, we are the true all Holocaust. Of the creators. So, you know. I would. I don't believe anything I read anymore. I don't believe any of the history because history is written by the victor. Right. So I. I don't let's believe not, the numbers that they are telling me. This. I just don't believe it anymore. True has something to say. Let's not forget this. More than any other Holocaust is the the extent that Alexander Schultz and Eason put out about the Jewish. Uh, it's not Jewish. It's it's really caused by who are the Cheka. Who are the Bolsheviks uh, under Stalin? 21 million oh, Christians. 21 yeah. million Christians. We, we forget that. The media just glosses over that, don't they? That this is an attack on Christianity, and it is today exactly that. I want to just, I know we're getting close to the end, but I want to also just alert uh, listeners to uh, Klaus Schwab. And his agenda. If you haven't heard of Klaus Schwab, you better get a I, get a I, handle on absolutely. it. Absolutely, okay. I've read it. I've seen it. You know, it's like it's it's. Sort of, I I think if he really does exist, how can he still walking and someone's not you know taking him off and buried him under the patio somewhere? Well, it goes back to again. I'm I, I'm I'm just going to say this. He appears after 33 years. He's born in 1938. His parents are a high level, high level SS. Probably the top of the food chain, really the the power brokers behind Adolf Hitler and and all of Hitler's inner core. Um, Herr Schwab uh, headed up a group of of top scientists. Went out to uh, under the ice ice pack of Antarctica, and this is all documented now, folks. Just because you don't hear about it doesn't mean it isn't real. They called New Schwabland. They named them after the name of the of the family Schwab, and this is what happened. Uh, the top scientist that was enclave, New Schwabland, and this was this is where I believe Klaus Schwab came from. Nobody knows where he was went to school. Nobody knows where he received all of his honorary doctorates. Really, he shows up in 1971, 33 years after his birth, with all this privilege in a worldwide setting. He's now the head of the World Economic Forum. This man has 17 honorary doctorates, folks. You don't get this and get this position just accidentally. Find out what this guy's all about. It's the core of Nazi Germany, the Schwab family. Follow it. Learn about it. Everything that Adolf Hitler did and Joseph Goebbels was all basically they were just following the play of the Schwab family. This is the guy that's in charge of this COVID nonsense and the whole vaccine rollout directed by the World Economic Forum, Event 201 in New York, the Pierre Hotel, all a script by Klaus Schwab. Read his book called The Fourth Industrial Revolution. Read about what he wants to see in the year 2030, which he said also is a code. 2030, 2030. They all run in this, this secret society of high Nazis. They, they believe in numerology. Two-thirds, two and three is sacred to them. Divide two by three and what do you get? 
an endless array of 666s, okay? This is a satanic agenda to, uh, to have happen by the year 2030. If you don't wake up as a Christian now, go in the cattle cars, okay? Go to the showers because you will die. You better listen to this and, look, and wake up right now and say, not on our watch, not in my neighborhood, not in my house. Okay, that's all I wanted to say. I'll let it go at that. Amen to that. Thank you. Thank you. Kate, we got to close in about two minutes. Do you have any final words, sweetheart? Uh, thank you so much uh, for having me back on. I'm up and running again. A wonderful Christian family. Just, I, I have a wonderful new laptop, so I'm setting up everything now. Uh, <laughs> please do give, give your other guests today my email. Yeah, I'd really like to connect and speak some more on Zoom. It would be great for us to do an interview together as well. Yes, yes, I will definitely do that, sweetheart. Thank you so much for being our guest the last two weeks. And I do want to leave any listeners as well as you, Kate, um, just give you a little bit of uh, encouragement here because our support link on our vacinfo.org um, gives you an introduction to the ministry that Father's bringing so many of his kindergarten Christians. I call Christianity kindergarten. That's where I began also. Um, now we're at a whole level to 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 battle the enemy for him, to be prepared for his return. Um, so if you go to the support link, you can learn more about that. Uh, Brother Brandon Muchmore has an amazing uh, uh, YouTube channel. If you really want to connect with what's going on with the whole COVID that you're open to, as well as scripture in the book of revelation putting it all together his youtube channel is hashtag much more truth um we also have a local or, or we have zoom fellowship so literally you can get on and we can see each other's face to face all our brothers and sisters on zoom throughout the week um you know anyway just go to the support link you can learn about everything um we are not afraid of the enemy um, we know that this battle is way too big for us, and we stand on the light. We stand on positiveness. We stand on his inspired word. Hallelujah. You're listening to Vic Fellowship, and our shows can be accessed on the front page of our vacinfo.org website on the belly of a little boy flexing his muscles. We're on every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Our contact number is 800 939 8227. If you have any questions about today's show, you can call the voicemail line 862-800-6805. Leave your name, your question, and let them know it's for our What in the Cell is Going On radio show. We thank Progressive Radio Network for allowing us to give you this uncompromised truth, and yeah, bless. 